Welcome to the Blueprint Podcast, where we throw out the old blueprint so you can become who you were always meant to be. I'm your host, Jason Smith. And if you haven't already, make sure you click the subscribe button and share this episode with your friends on social media and tag me in it at JaybirdFit. On today's episode, I have a very special guest for you, CEO and founder of Pause Breathwork, Samantha Skelly. Samantha, welcome to the podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about your personal journey into the world of breathwork and what inspired you to create Pause Breathwork? First of all, it's amazing to be here. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. So I grew up as a dancer and a, and a child actress. I, I was also a stunt double on Smallville for four years. I don't know. Yes. Have you heard of that show? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. some people are like, oh my God, I love it. Other people are like, what is that? Um, super moon. Yes, so, that's so awesome. that <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. So that was the vibe for, for many years of my life is uh, doing things that uh, other people wouldn't do and would get hurt doing so. But Luckily, I never got hurt. I love that. Um, yeah, super fun. Like such an interesting part of my story that people are like, "Wait, what? What did she just so say?" Do you do you find yourself watching the podcast that they have every now and again? Absolutely not. I'm over it. <laughs> like, like I am so over Smallville. I can't even. All right. So you no longer think about Smallville, which is I good. no longer think about Smallville. I no longer dream about Smallville. I no longer watch Smallville. But good. there are many things that I did learn through stunting, like throwing yourself downstairs and not getting hurt. So I still do that at parties where I'm like, guys, watch this. Nice. Um, but anyway, so then I I went from entertainment, dancer, actress, all the, all the things, and then um, developed a lot of just chronic anxiety and body image issues and disordered eating and the whole thing. And I was living in Vancouver, Canada at the time where I'm from. And I, was, I, tr I tried everything to overcome disordered eating and body image issues and anxiety. Like I would wake up in the morning and just be like, oh God. Like, I can't wait to go to bed tonight. And not because I was suicidal or anything, but because the thoughts in my mind were just so intense that I'm like, I need a break from my own body and my own mind. And so I did all of the things, talk therapy, cognitive behavioral change. I mean, every everything that you could think of that's more of like a Band-Aid on a bullet wound approach, every single mindset program you could think of, read every single personal development book. I feel like I have like a PhD in personal development from that time. When I was going through that, I was I was reading Elizabeth Gilbert's Eat, Pray, Love, and she's just amazing. I, I like, I talk about her so much. I, I'm excited to interview her one day, but I was reading her book, Eat, Pray, Love, and there's a part where she goes to Bali and she finds this medicine man and she changes, you know, it has a big impact on her life. So I, I call my mom and I'm like, I'm going to go to Bali, mom. She's like, why? And I'm like, I'm going to go find this medicine man and I'm going to go figure out like why I'm in such a fight with myself. And I, there's something within me that I need to heal and I'm not touching it through all of these other modalities. Like I'm going to go see what else is out there. She's like, all right. My parents are super cool. So uh, I booked a one-way ticket to Bali at, gosh, I guess I was like 20, 20 years old. And I found this guy, this medicine man. I remember being waking up at my bed and breakfast and the family was so sweet and they like fed me these amazing pancakes, which I still dream about to this day, like these coconut pancakes and this like really strong coffee. And then I hopped on my little scooter and I meandered through the streets of Bali and I, I got to this guy's house and he came out in this this big long robe and he just instructs me to lie down and then he pulls these like sticks out of his out of his robe and just starts like shh, like doing like kind of like acupuncture on me and I'm like ah! 
what is going on? It's like and, something out of a movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, he's like, you need to go meditate. Like your your brain's overactive. You think too much. He actually said, like, your brain is broken. Uh, and I was like, meditation. Like, I hate meditating. You know, someone who has body image issues and anxiety disorder, the last thing you want to do is just sit and feel your emotions, right? So yeah. I was like, oh. Okay, fine. I'm like, I came all this way. I might as well just listen to this guy. So anyway, I hop back on my scooter. I go to this meditation uh, yoga place and um, there was no meditation class, but there was a breathwork class and it was a three hour long breathwork class. And I was like, that's crazy. First of all, I judged the shit out of it. I was like, breathwork, like I know what I, I know how to breathe. Well, and everybody does, right? Yeah. Yeah, whenever I tell people that I have a breathwork company, they're like, I don't understand. I'm like, You're don't like, worry about it. They're like, it's free. I do it every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like, you sell oxygen? Well, I'm so confused. Cool. So uh, <laughs> so I did this. I, I walk up to this class and I, I go inside and there's this man. And he looks like Jesus. He got, he's dressed all in white, um, beard, the whole thing. And he he's like, you are going to feel the entire range of emotions. You're going to feel the highest states of joy and bliss and you're going to feel like the sadness that you have never felt before. And that was a time in my life where I felt like numb or anxious. Like those were the two things that I kind of felt. I didn't really experience anything else. And so within a few minutes of doing this breath pattern, I was like, geez, this guy is right. And I was feeling this like aliveness and this activation. And I just remember like crying and laughing and releasing and it was just so amazing. And those three hours felt like 15 minutes. And I woke up from that experience and I was like, why does the whole world not know we can do this? This is wild. And so within three months, I ended up healing my eating disorder and healing my chronic anxiety and really understanding the difference between an emotional hunger cue and a physical hunger cue. And I fell back in love with my body and my intuition was so strong. And so then I just started, I was just a student of breathwork for the longest time. You know, I, I didn't start pause until eight years after doing breathwork every single day, like being so obsessed. Yeah. I wasn't like, oh, I found this thing and let me go start this company. It was like, right. I was a student of the work and trained with like all the gurus and ev I trained with everyone I possibly could train with at the time. I just get obsessed with shit when I love it. I'm still <laughs> like that today. Um, so I was just obsessed with breathwork and obsessed with learning everything. Like why is like the scientific reason, the spiritual reason, the emotional reason, the physical reason. Like I was just like obsessed with it. And then – For longer than two weeks. For longer than two weeks. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. Like I <laughs> – I love that. Yeah. Side note, I get so obsessed with things for like two weeks at a time and I just go all in for two weeks. Sometimes like gardening like is my current obsession. Like sometimes I, I – it sticks around for longer. But like when I first got into surfing, I was like I'm going three times a day and I'm going to get <laughs> real good in two weeks. It's so funny. Yeah. It's just like this weird thing about my personality. But anyway, so then eight years after – eight years after that, so I was like 28 at this time, I was – in San Diego, driving from LA back to San Diego. And I just got like the clearest download in the world. Like you need to teach the world to breathe. It was so weird. I was like, what? And and then the second thing was like, it's called pause breath work. Like it was just so clear. It was like the clearest transmission of anything that I've ever felt. And um, here we are today. And it's so cool. Like the the vision that I had during that ride from LA back to San Diego is literally the manifested reality of what is going on today. In fact, it's, it's even better than I could possibly imagine. It's, it's so cool. It's so cool. Like we have thousands of breathwork facilitators in 27 different countries. We have, you know, thousands of people that use the app every single day. Uh, it's just amazing. And I, I'm like, 
I, in my mind, I'm like, I haven't even warmed up yet. You know, like I haven't even started right. yet. I'm so, I'm so pumped. So it's so cool to be able to be, yeah, yeah. It's just so cool to be able to lead this mission and, and I evolve as I lead it and I get to really support people in their ascension and their healing and really help them find their leadership and their voice and their true expression and bring this work to the masses. And it's been a blessing. Such an amazing story. I do want to backtrack real quick mm. on the download. Mm. I feel like so many of us, we ignore a lot of the good stuff that comes in for us. And for whatever reason, we, we don't allow ourselves to actually access it. So what is that experience for you that allows you to actually act on that information? It's a feeling. Like when things come into my awareness and my body feels like champagne bubbles, like, ah, I'm like, go, follow it. It doesn't matter how much it costs. It doesn't matter the inconvenience. It doesn't – I don't I don't give a fuck about – oh, am I allowed to swear on here? You can do what you want. Oh, yeah, okay. Be you. Sometimes people are like, don't swear. I'm like, Sorry. No, you got to be yourself. That's what I think. That's what you I know, think. And I struggle with that sometimes where it's like I'll let out a swear word every now and again. I'm like, ah, is that who I want to be? Because I'm still I'm still in the beginning stages of this, right? Yeah. With my with my social media and everything else. And it's like, how do I want to portray myself? But the reality is you just have to be yourself. Like I've just accepted the fact yeah. that I swear every now and then. Yeah. And it's just who I am. And I, I write and it's that not on with malice. No, right? no, 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 no. I write that on job descriptions as well. Like when like <laughs> when people apply to work for my company, I do my best to to make it like an anti job description. Like, here's all this shit. Like, I'm gonna swear, I'm gonna do this. Like, if you can hang, then you can come on the bus. Right. <laughs> but it's it's like those moments in life where like if something comes into my awareness and it feels good, I'm gonna do it. You know, like I'm going to follow it. I'm going to do it. And if something comes into my awareness and it feels like a contraction in my system, I'm going to ignore it, right? Like like limited thoughts or doubts or fears or anything like that. Like it, those are simply just suggestions. But my body is ultimately the the dictator of am I going to am I going to take that in as truth or am I going to dismiss it? And I think that's one of the things I learned during my journey with breathwork is every thought is just a suggestion, every single thought. And it's up to us to go, am I going to take that suggestion and file it and make it part of who I am? Or am I going, am I going to lovingly dismiss it and allow it to percolate into something else? Because it's just and, – and because we – you know, you said it before we started recording, like we are all so connected, right? That individual that you had that altercation with when you were a police officer, like you're like, wait, I am you and you are me and we are the same thing in some weird way. Every single thought that we have, like it's probably not even your thought. It's a thought of the collective, right? Because we are all so connected. And so if we can take our thoughts as suggestions and go, no, thank you. That's right. not my story. Or like, yeah, 100%. Like sometimes my thoughts are like, you have the ability to do this. I'm like, you're right. I do. Okay, let me embody that. Let me believe it. Let me, let me really ride that one home because that's congruent with the vision that I have for my life. And I think that's like a, a skill of like managing the mind. Lovingly dismiss. I love that. I was with my niece a couple of weeks mm -hmm. ago. And like whenever I'm like, Emerson, do you want to do this? And if she doesn't want to, she's like, no, thank you. Her name's so it's like, it's like Her name's Emerson. It's not a cool name. That's an awesome name. I know. I know. I know. It's so great. And she's so cool. Yeah. So so it's like when those thoughts come in, just be like, Emerson, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. And we all struggle with this. It's like, you know, we look in the mirror, we get up every morning and it's like, ah, oh, I lost all my hair. You know, 
I can't. I was actually thinking like when I got out, I'm like, you rock that. Like (laughs) you look really good. Like the beard and bald look is like, that's a vibe on you. Appreciate you. (laughs) It wasn't necessarily by choice. I also don't feel bad about it. You know, I think maybe if I had a lumpy head or something, it would bother me. But, you know, it got a little wispy in the front and you just have to one day wake up and make the decision that, you know, that's not who you're going to be. And Mm -hmm off it came. We fight with ourselves in the mirror each and every day. I and mean, you always find the negative things first. And it's like, well, why can't you just have gratitude for the fact that you're here today? Yeah. You yeah, know? exactly. You get to be here. You get to do these things. You get to continue to experience life in new and different ways. If you can do it in a loving way, then the sky's the limit for you. 100%. And it's just a different way of looking at life. Yeah. Now, where did you get training initially? You everywhere. Know, everywhere. Like I took every certification that was available 14 years ago. Now, because breathwork is so big, there's many, many more, but rebirthing. I was going to say, was there like three back then? There was like probably like nine and I did them all. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, Like I said, got obsessed. That one took me a little bit longer than two weeks to complete all of it, but I just got super obsessed. And then you know, and and so when I created my own certification and my own facilitator training, I really looked at all of my training. What are the, what were like the best bits? And then a lot of that material that I teach to my students was just like completely channeled, and I was I didn't learn it somewhere. It just like came through. Like so, after I got that download, for weeks on end after that, I woke up at three fourteen. So weird. Every single time I tell this story, I get goosebumps. I woke up at three fourteen every single what is that? A morning, evening? I don't even know. Yeah, uh, at AM. And I would just write and write and create content and create content. And it just was like this, this body of work was just being channeled through me. And I'm like, what is this? And even like when I look at the manual for our training, our level one training, it's so thick. I'm like, that didn't come from like regurgitated knowledge. Like that, so much of that was just like this channeled uh, knowledge from wherever. And that was a really interesting experience for me. So that never happened to me before up until pause came through. That's amazing to be so tapped in, tuned in, turned on to that experience and then being able to relay that and create something from that. Yeah, it's really cool. What do you think your biggest challenge has been so far with the creation of pause breath work? It's hard. It's like, so here's the thing. It's hard. It's so hard and so amazing all the time. That's my experience. It's like there's like pause challenges me in ways that nothing else can. Like people say like, oh, your relationship is is the biggest catalyst for growth. I don't think so. I, I believe it's my business because it like it requires me to be so squeaky clean with my energy, to be the the most impeccable leader I possibly can, to be such a like really understand people. Like I I run a big team. I have thousands of clients. I am interacting with people all day long and people are so complex and so different and they like, they need to be attuned to in a different way and communicated to in a different way and led in a different way and trained in like, it's so complex. Whereas like a relationship's one person, right? Like Eric's not that complicated. You know what I mean? Like, Like he's like, he's not that complicated. Like it's our relationship is not like, there's, there's moments where I'm like, oh, this is really stretching me and growing me, but nothing like my business. And so it has been a 
uh, and it continues to be a personal development journey. And sometimes I wake up and I'm like, am I on ayahuasca? Like I feel like I'm in an ayahuasca ceremony right now because sometimes it can get so confusing. But I also am building something that's never been built before and I am doing it in a way that I don't really have any role models doing it in the way that I desire to run my company, which is right. not in like the force, hustle, masculine. It's like I don't want to play that game. I want to build business in a way that feels energetically coherent and stable and fun and exciting and creative. And I, the people that work for Pause, I don't want them to be stressed out and all that kind of stuff. I want them to feel so good and feel exciting. And when we feel good, we have better creations. We have more harmony. There's more, more coherence. There's more collaboration. There's better culture. With better culture comes better results. It's just like there's a new way of, of doing business that I'm so committed to. And in order to get there, I have to really heal the parts of me that are still stuck in other timelines, you know? So it's a constant challenge and it's constantly beautiful and I'm here for it. That is such a hard thing to do. And it has to be so physically and emotionally draining to try to attune to as many people as you possibly can in the way that you do it. Mm. And then to maintain that for long periods of time. So I hope mm. you're allowing yourself to rest at mm. certain points. I mean, that's, you def, de that's definitely my edge of like, re like resting because I am so obsessed with what I do and I love it so much and I have a very naturally energetic and intense personality. So like if Eric let me, I would never stop. <laughs> <laughs> but like you said before, you know, all of that is just the portal to growth. That's it. And expansion. So yeah, I love it. What are some key benefits of incorporating breathwork into one's daily routine from mm -hmm. both a physical and mental standpoint? Mental standpoint, it's the unfusing from the the thought and the survival brain. So rather than being so identified with all of our thoughts and all of our limitations and all of our thoughts around survival and all sorts of things because we still have that reptilian brain, um, it's about how, creating spaciousness and treating thoughts as suggestions and being in being an observer of our thoughts, not a not taking them in. So breathwork allows us to really unhook from the mental field and allow ourselves to go deeper into our body so we can kind of like observe what's going on in our mind. So that then doesn't lead to being stressed out and anxious and depressed and burnt out and all of the things. Um, physically, I mean, it's so wild the amount of science that is coming out now around breathwork in terms of even something as simple as like using your nose to breathe at night versus your mouth, right? There's a, there's so much science around the benefits of that. As, so as let, let's yeah. dive into that too, real quick. Cause that's actually the sub question to that, the initial question. Mm -hmm. So the difference between nose breathing and mouth breathing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when we breathe through our nose, like even just like the hairs in our nose have the ability to filter the air that's coming in, right? Whereas the mouth, we don't have that mechanism. And so just something as simple as that, that the majority of the breathing that we should be doing on a daily basis, other than when we're doing breath work for transformation should be through the nose. When we, when we sleep, even when you're at your desk, if you're like, when you're working, like 
put some mouth tape on. And yeah, I mean, everybody go look at their their dad or grandfather right now. And I promise you, he's sitting in the chair watching TV and that mouth is wide open and you mm -hmm. can just hear him from across the room. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it changes our face shape, creates yeah. inflammation. There's so many studies around that. So no, so mouth breathing, when we are doing breath work for transformation, the reason why we do it is because the amount of oxygen that we can inhale is so much greater. Like... <sighs> It, it allows ourselves it allows uh, ourselves to go to like a little bit of a, a, a deeper state using mouth breathing but that's not but we can still get to those beautiful states using just the nose as well um, so most of the time other than when you're doing breath work for transformation breathe through your nose if you are, are a mouth breather use mouth tape and just like train your, your body will retrain back into breathing through your nose because that's how you were born right puppies and babies they do that and the question is always with the mouth tape is, well, how long do I have to use it? And when am I, when am I going to start seeing the difference? And why would I tape my mouth shut? That's so weird. So what would you tell somebody who has that level of resistance to trying that technique with the mouth tape? Just get over it. <laughs> I really don't have sympathy. It's so simple. <laughs> just, just get over yourself, dude. I don't know. Like, it's, <laughs> like, it's like, are you committed to your results? Or are you committed to your excuses? It kind of comes down to that, right? It's like, it's like, I'm like, don't com then don't complain about it. Like if, if you're okay with suffering, fine. You know what I mean? Right. It's like whenever, and, and the reason why I say this with such confidence is because I, 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 that's how I, that's how I am with myself. Like if there's, if there's a limited belief or resistance, it's like, okay, well that resistance is just trying to keep me small, trying to keep me safe. Right. There's, yeah, there's a, a great, yeah. And there's a, there's mm -hmm. a great book. Um, I forget the author, but the book is called the comfort crisis. And it talks about how we are just too comfortable these days, right? We're too comfortable. And when we learn to actually exercise our ability to put ourselves in discomfort, that's where we see like such great results, right? So um, yeah, I, I would say just doubt your doubts. If you have that resistance come up, just be like, really, is that is that what I'm committed to? Or am I committed to this? For the people who are listening to the show, they're on the personal development journey so they can get this. Oh, they are. Most of the people that follow me, we talk a lot about attachment styles and relationships. So oh, there, yeah, there's a lot That's of people good. that relate to that anxious attachment. And so they're constantly on that personal development journey of trying to figure all of these things out. And so I try to lead them down this path towards things like breath work for nervous system regulation. The next part I want to talk about is does this impact sports performance and insomnia as well? Oh yeah, definitely. Like some of our, I was just talking about Ben and Molly the other day, but my, one of my clients, Ben, he took our training a couple of years ago and he's a performance coach for some of the world's highest end athletes. And then Molly, who took our training a couple of years ago as well, she's, I think she's like the number one sleep coach in the world. She uses breath work with her clients to help them sleep better. It's just like so fun using breath work before you sleep in order to downregulate the nervous system and get back into the parasympathetic, the rest and digest so that you can go to bed sleeper and stay asleep longer. Um, so there's that, that's been really amazing as well, just to see what those guys are doing in the world and the people that they're impacting and how they're changing lives literally through changing. Yeah, and, and you begin to eliminate that nighttime rumination. That was something mm -hmm. that I struggled with for so long. And when I started diving into breath work and cold showers and going on daily walks with my weighted vest, that's one yeah. of my things on social media is take a walk with me. And then I go into my videos. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And, but just 
to get rid of that rumination, I didn't even know that was possible because that was my entire life. That was my way of being. And to mm -hmm. find out that I can add in a few skills that I never, that I didn't know were accessible to me. And then to add that into my daily life. Now it takes months and years, right? To get to a place where now all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know, I go to bed within five minutes of laying down. I wake up in the morning, I have energy and I feel good and I'm prepared for the day. Totally. Go, fi go figure. Go figure. It's yeah. wild. Who'd have thought that I had the power to do that? For those who are new to breath work, can you explain the different techniques or styles that might be included in one of the classes on your app? Mm -hmm. So different systems, right? Like different energetic systems need different types of breath work depending on where they're at. So let me go deeper into that. So when, when humans get triggered, they kind of take one of two paths. They either go into a collapse, <clears throat> excuse me, a collapse, like more of like a depressed state where the energy kind of like turns in on itself and like grounds down and it just the body feels like really heavy and really lethargic and like, ugh, I don't want to get out of bed. It's kind of like that feeling. Or when they get triggered, they go into hypervigilance, a very anxious state where all of the energy goes up into the head and then it's like the chaos like ah! so and i have to keep moving because i can't stop yeah exactly exactly yeah. so that's kind of like those are the two pathways and so if you're someone who is super anxious and that like anxiety is kind of like your resting position if you will then doing a breath pattern that has a lot of energy activation like i'll give you an example there's one called the tri active breath and it's all in the name it's it's a very activating breath and it's into the belly, up into the chest and out through the mouth. So it sounds like this. So that you circulate the breath. You can go hours doing that. That was my first breathwork class was doing that breath for three hours. It was wild. But you don't want to do that. Three, if three hours of that breath. Dude. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> How did you not just pass out? <laughs> I well, so breathwork doesn't make you pass out. I've taught breathwork to hundreds of thousands of people at this point in time, and no one's passed out yet. But so there's that way. And then if you have more of a like depressed, collapsed energy turning in on itself, like people with a lot of like self-hatred go here, like, oh, I'm so shitty. I'm so this. Um, that breath is really good to do that in that system, right? So using the triactive breath to activate the system, bring in more energy, the energy then spreads throughout the entire body. And we're able to like add a little bit of lightness there. So for someone who has a very anxious system, doing the halo active breath, which is into the nose, all the way to the top. And then ah, like let that exhale be longer than the inhale and then add sound to that exhale. That's going to bring the energy from that hypervigilant anxious state down into the body. And it will create more balance and homeostasis and just coherence bringing the energy down. So that's kind of like the two different types of breath work for anxious or depressed. And so when we add that sound, what does that do? So the body responds to sound. Like if you think about music, you put a song on and your body's like, ah, I love this song or I hate this song. Like if we're in the car and Taylor Swift comes on, I'm like, I love it. Eric's like, I hate it. Right. So there's, there's different like, vi like sound is vibration. And so like a, uh, is a very like grounding sound. 
And so we're releasing energy through the mouth, but the body's also responding to the sound. So it like helps with our level of embodiment down into the body. The power of ohm. There you go. Yeah. And so how does, I'm always working on this. I always start everything. And, and so, it's like, <laughs> and you don't realize it until you go back to edit this stuff. You're just like, and you're like, oh, I like, oh, I, I might say like a lot. That sucks. I'll have to work on that. And, and so got to work <laughs> on that. How does breath work contribute to stress reduction and overall relaxation? And can you share some real life experiences or success stories from your clients? I had a client, Claire, once, and she came to me because she was having panic attacks every day. And that's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. She was looping in her own. Ex she was basically like stuck in a trauma loop. And when we're stuck in a trauma loop and we have panic attacks, what that what's going on is we're, we don't have a foundational ground of safety in our body. And, and not feeling safe in our body is – I mean, there's so many things that can happen from that, but panic attacks is definitely a big one. And so she, her and I started working together and we started using breath work to begin to feel that felt sense of safety in the body. But when I first asked her, Claire, where do you feel safe in your body? She's like, literally nowhere. Like, I feel like I'm constantly in a panic. I'm constantly in a stress. And so we worked together to begin to really open up to some of those different energies in the body and finally like feel the energy of her heart and breathe into the energy of her heart and let the energy of her, of her heart move throughout her entire body. And then she went from daily panic attacks to panic attacks three times a week to panic attacks once a week to now she doesn't have any panic attacks because we've been uh, introducing breath into the body, opening up the energy of the heart, finding that like ground of safety in the body. And that's how powerful it is. And it works with panic attacks. It works with anxiety. It works with PTSD. It works with depression. Like there's so many things that we can use breath work for to help create that safety in the body. So the body doesn't go into the overreactive like survival patterns. Just from personal anecdotal experience, mm -hmm. I can say that from my personal experiences, again, it's it's worked so well for me to be able to overcome some of those past experiences that were probably a little more than what I could handle in the moment. Mm -hmm. And then here you are years later. I mean, there's things that still set set me off, you know, some sights, sounds, smells, and you end up being able to create that resilience to that external stress by recognizing that you have the tools and that you can step back when you start to feel emotionally activated and utilize that tool, right? Yeah. And, it can, and it can be as simple as a physiological side, that deep nasal inhale in through the nose and the extra one at the top with the long exhale. And in that moment, it allows you to kind of take back your power from being released into something mm. that, that you don't, you don't want to take that spiral. You want to stay out of it. So we pull ourselves back in the moment by using that. I call that the vacation breath. You know, when you go on vacation, the vacation and you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, ah, your feet finally hit the beach and the water comes over and you're just like, yes, you're like life is good. Yeah. And ah, caught myself. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. A lot of us have trouble in our relationships with our partners and being mm -hmm. able to cultivate intimacy. Is breath work a tool that we can use to create that intimacy? Definitely. So lack of intimacy or one of my clients asked me 
yesterday. I don't want to have sex with my partner. What is going on? And oftentimes a repulsion to intimacy and connection is because, again, safety, right? It's like if the body is not feeling fully safe and coherent and connected, then it's harder for us to open up and men or women, it doesn't matter, open up to those levels of like intimacy and sex and connection and love and all of that kind of stuff. And so it's so important for us to establish safety and we have to titrate. We have to go slow, especially if you've been in relationships in the past that didn't feel safe for whatever reason, emotionally abusive, physically abusive, whatever it was, there needs to be this, this level of safety that, that we are consciously creating every single day or week or whatever it is. And so something that Eric and I do, which is really, really powerful is we'll just sit across from each other and we'll just look each other in the eye and we'll just sink our breath in through the nose out through the mouth. And we won't say anything, but it gives us an opportunity for me to feel myself and for him to feel his self and for then for us to then feel each other and just stay in that experience, agendaless, wordless, just pure connection. And from that place, my nervous system is like, oh, okay, I've got this person. This person's got me. This feels good. Okay, there's more safety here. And like little by little, we just him, him and I just open up to deeper intimacy and deeper love. And when we're feeling disconnected, like sometimes when I am at an like if I run a big event that <laughs> happened recently, so I can I can speak to this. Like a couple of weeks ago, I ran my level two breathwork facilitator training for five days. And it was like the most powerful amazing experience. Like for five days, there was just like so much love, so much, like, it was just so great. Like, like 50 of my clients, 60, like 10 of my team members, it was so amazing. And then I got home and my nervous system expected to, for him to give me all the love that they gave me. And he didn't. I'm like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> and so there is like, I felt like this, this feeling of like, ah, I feel disconnected from you. And it was like, no, that I, the connection is still there. I'm just not recognizing it because I was just so used to this, like being so overstimulated with love and acknowledgement. And so we had this like little like, oh, rub, like what's going on here? And there was like a little bit of a rub in our connection. And I'm like, okay, what's what's happening? And I got to like, I got to figure it out and, and just be like, okay, let's come back into connection and let's come back into our relationship. And, and then from there it was easy. But if we don't know that that's going on, we can make it mean all sorts of things like whatever, you know, the, the ego can spin yeah. into all sorts of things. Well, I mean, it takes a certain level of self-awareness to be able to step back in the moment and recognize like, oh, we're we're disconnected. Why are we disconnected? I don't want to be mad at you for something. So we need to figure this out. We should probably mm -hmm. talk about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and, totally. And I think that's the hardest thing for people. And it's one of the most common questions is, well, how can I connect with my partner when I'm angry with them? It's like, well, at some point you have to talk. Yeah. Yeah, so so yeah. you just have the conversation and mm -hmm. breath work can be that pathway back to connection with one another. Exactly. There's a track on our app called Creating Intimacy for Couples. And it's been like I get messages all the time being like, I do this with my partner and it's so amazing. And it, it's really it's really powerful to do breath work and connection. What's the difference between self-regulation and co-regulation? Self-regulation is the ability to regulate one one's own self. Like self-regulation would be me doing what I need to do in order to go from the sympathetic nervous system to the parasympathetic nervous system, co-regulation is doing it in relationship. So when there's two nervous systems, we can link up and co-regulate. And so if Eric's nervous system is sinking down into a deeper state of safety and relaxation, mine will mirror that and it will calibrate to that. So 
for many, many people, co-regulation is actually an easier doorway than self-regulation. For other people, self-regulation is easier than co-regulation. Yeah. If you're an anxious attacher, that co-regulation is going to feel so good to your soul. <laughs> yeah. But if, if you're an avoidant attachment, not so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, avoidant. Yeah. Avo I mean, I mean, co-regulation for avoidance is the remedy, but yeah. they're going to avoid it. Yeah. And that's why it's so important for the people that are listening to this. You know, she just explained something so beautiful that you can do together in tandem in a safe atmosphere, whether it's in your bedroom or maybe you got a nice home gym in your basement like I do, uh, wherever. And you can set it up in any way, shape or form that you want. You can have the candles. You can have the meditation pillows. You can give yourself whatever experience that you want. You can put on some binaural beats or whatever type of music is soothing for both of you and really step into this as a means of just connecting with your partner in a new and different way that you've never done before. And I promise you, well, I can't make a promise, but it's more likely than not that you're going to have this amazing experience with your partner. You're going to feel more connected. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It just, when we view our relationships or our the content of our relationships, the problem of our relationships from the level of the mind. And we're looking at it from that perspective. It feels so intense and chaotic. But when we view our relationships through the lens of the heart, it's like everything disappears. It's like, wait, why, why was I even mad at you? It can get so confusing and convoluted when we're viewing things from the mind. But when we drop into our heart and we're viewing from the heart, things just get so clear and so easy. And if you don't want to start with breath work, then just do a 30 second hug. Yeah, and, and, I, and I promise you that 30 second hug is going to be really difficult for a lot of people, you know, because usually it's a five second butt out hug real quick, you know, good exactly. to see you, take care. Yeah. Um, but when you drop it into 15 seconds or 30 seconds, that's a long hug. It's a long hug. That's a good one. Yeah. Like, that'll get you. That'll get you. Breathwork is frequently associated with enhancing focus and mental clarity. Can you elaborate on how breathwork facilitates uh, these outcomes, particularly in terms of transitioning from the sympathetic to the parasympathetic mm -hmm. while addressing addressing dysregulation? Yeah, yeah. One, one of the greatest skills I think we can learn is how to intentionally go from sympathetic to parasympathetic because oftentimes those ener that energetic shift is happening without our consent, essentially. So learning it's it's training right it's like you go to the gym and you train a bicep muscle right you do that every day or whatever every couple of days learning to train ourselves to down regulate into the parasympathetic is a skill it's it's it takes focus it takes awareness it takes attention it takes work it takes ritual and so practicing that every single day whether you're in a trigger or not is so powerful the majority of the world is overriding their sympathetic nervous system anyway so chances are you're already in a sympathetic state so how do you then past three years for sure <laughs> yeah 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 right been a little like, stressful i was for, like for i always think to myself i'm like we were we just went through something crazy and then we're yeah. like like, okay, we're done. And like, we're all still holding this drama from we're back to normal, but we're not. <laughs> we're all just fucked up a little. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just breathe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what's the remedy. Just do some breath work. But, but if we can learn those little levers and how to pull those levers in order to optimize the parasympathetic, then we can create more energetic agility and flexibility on a daily basis. So then when something does come up in our awareness, we're like, oh, wait, I know how to downregulate myself through this. So when things in my world come up now, it, it's like, wow, that sucks. And 
I'm going to intentionally put myself into my parasympathetic nervous system because I can't solve this problem in my sympathetic nervous system. I'll make all the wrong decisions, you know? And once upon a time, I did run one of my companies mostly on my sympathetic nervous system and it did not go well. (laughs) And so with pause, the thing that feels most an integrity for me is making sure the decisions that I'm making for this company, for this brand that have like one decision that I make can have an impact on tens of thousands of people. So it's so important that I am responsible with my nervous system and my awareness when I'm making these decisions and learning these tools of how to downregulate is just, it's gold in my opinion. Same thing with my relationship. Like if I, if I make a decision in my sympathetic nervous system and I'm in an anxious state, like it's going to cause, it's going to be a rupture. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it might take months to repair that shit, you know? It's best to mitigate that the best way you know how with energetic agility. I like that. I've never heard anybody put those two words together like that, and I'm probably going to steal it and use it. So Go for it. Yeah. In a recent post you wrote, the pain leaves you when it's (laughs) finished teaching you. Mm. What does that mean, and how can we embody this message? I don't know why people got so bent out of shape about that quote. I mean, most people loved it, but I was not expecting people to be like, nah. Uh, but I get it. I understand. I understand. Like, the, like if you look at it from, a, if you're in a traumatic situation and in a spin, I can see. I can see. I can see that. I can empathize towards that. But it, I, I really believe that that pain is our greatest teacher. You know, I look back on my life and I realize, like, the times that I've evolved the most have been the times that I that have been painful. And that's not to say I can't evolve in lightness and joy because I do daily and I love that. But there's been those moments where it's like crunch, 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 crunch. And I have to make a decision. I have to evolve. I have to not collapse back into my old ways, but I get to evolve into something entirely new. And I love those times. I don't, you know, they're like, not that I like welcome them and I'm excited for them. They, they suck. But I also have perspective now that give it a couple days and it's not going to be here anymore. And I'm going to be rich with lessons on the other side. And so there's a part of my personality that's, that feels more graceful as I go through those times of pain. And there's a certain gratitude that I have as I'm going through it. Now, it's not suffering. And I think that's the nuance and the difference. I don't suffer anymore. I used to, but I don't suffer anymore. I I feel pain, but I don't suffer. And if we- That's going to light people's hair on fire. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean you don't suffer? How do you how do you not suffer? We all suffer all the time. Mm-hmm. What, what what do you think your greatest strength is in not allowing yourself to be in that place of suffering? And if you are not for long. Cuz I don't tie my body's experience to a story. That's how we suffer. It's like I'm having this experience and it means this thing and then we get into a loop, right? And when we loop in our trauma, we're in suffering. So I am I have the body experience of pain and I stay in my body as much as possible and I manage my thoughts. And if we can do that, we're able to move through that experience a lot quicker and what's coming is going. So whatever you're feeling, if you feel it all the way through and you don't make meaning around it and you don't put a story on it, it it goes. How do you manage your thoughts? You bring love to them and you take them as suggestions, not truth do you journal every day all day long i love it so do i i'm um, like right here. yeah got it. i got it i got it it's like so i i started with the daily stoic journal did that for two years and that's a great way mm-hmm. if you're just starting out with journaling because it gives you journal prompts that you can work off of is that I ryan did- holiday is that his mm-hmm. book 
Yeah. He's so, he's so dope, dude. And so you're taking a little bit of ancient philosophy with a little bit of Ryan Holiday's message along with that. And then the journal prompts and it just gives you a little bit of structure. Well, it took me two years to really wrap my head around that and navigate it. And so now I journal in a lot of different ways using my notes app when I'm out, out in the field, out in real life. I just open up my phone when a pop thought pops in or I'll have a notebook with me and, and stuff like that. But it's such a great way to leave the rumination behind of, mm. and the anxiety of daily life to just say, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and get this out. I'm going to manage this. I'm not going to store this. Right. I'm not going to store it and ignore it. I'm going to mm -hmm. allow myself to move away from it. Mm -hmm. For those mm -hmm. of you out there, just get a journal and start writing. Just try. There is no perfection around journaling. There is no method to do it properly. You just grab yeah. a piece of paper and start writing. Just just have at her. Yeah. Just, just crack on. What do your if when somebody opens up the pause breathwork app, what are yeah. they going to see? Can you describe that to us and maybe what a class would look like? Mm. So the way that I designed it is to have breathwork on demand 24 seven. And so whether you have three minutes or 45 minutes, there's tracks anywhere from three minutes to 45 minutes. And so first you pull it up and you're like, okay, how much time do I have? And you pick either three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 25 minutes, or 45 minutes. And there's no three hour class. <laughs> no. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, if you come work with me live, I'll give you a three-hour class. But okay. on the app, not so much. <laughs> People wouldn't do that. There's no way. Like, it's actually crazy. The the three minute tracks are our most popular. Like bet, that's yeah. what yeah most people just most people do that in five minutes and they're so powerful. Like you can really get somewhere in three to three and five minutes as well. So then once you're in the time category, then you're like, okay, I've got five minutes, right? And in that in the five minute category, there is so many different ones. So there's grounding ones, there's activating ones, there's opening up your heart, there's clearing your mind, there's optimizing performance, there's just so many. And so that's how it works. And you press play. You sit there. You, I'm, I guide you through the whole thing. A lot of our music is, uh, it's called breathwork beats. So the, the beat of the music is going to the breath. So it really helps oh, nice. you find it and like stay connected to it. Um, it's amazing. And I'm so excited because yesterday we just decided that we're building out the Android app. We've only been on iOS since we started in 2020, which is when we launched the first one. So I'm just so pumped that we are moving over to the Android. That's really cool and expansive. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. Then we can hit worldwide. I, I said to my team, I'm like, why do we need an Android? Everyone's on iPhone. They're like, Sam, 73% of the world's on Android. I'm like, dang. They're like, once you get out of America, like it's all Android. So <laughs> how, how do you live? <laughs> I'm like, wait, you don't have iMessage? What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Why, why is this green? Get out of here. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why is this green? Get out of here. <laughs> so good. In a recent reel, you mentioned taking a life inventory. What is that and how can we implement taking an inventory into our own lives? Yeah. Life inventory is one of my favorite exercises. I have so many exercises that I do, but this is one of my favorites where I go through all of the different areas of my life. So I go through my, my health, my wealth, my relationships, which includes family, romantic, friends, all the things, my career my relationship to self, my relationship to God, and I go through all the things. And I and I go, what do I need to clean up energetically in order to have more coherence and alignment? And a lot of this is an energetic check. So I'll I'll close my eyes and I'll go through my health, right? And I'm like, okay, am I in complete integrity with who I 
want to be. I have I have a exercise that I've learned from Cameron Harold and Jen Hootie called Vivid Vision. I have a vivid, vivid vision for pause breathwork, but I also have a vivid vision for myself. I did a retreat with Jen Hootie a couple years ago now, I think. And I have a very clear vision of like who I desire to be, who I want to be, and it's very clear. And so I, when I do my life inventory, I'm like, is that congruent? The version of me and my vivid vision when it comes to health, is that congruent with today? And I make tweaks. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm noticing I'm drinking a little bit too much coffee. Okay, let's scale that back. Or I'm noticing I am – my health is pretty dialed in right now, but I, like there might be like little things with like sleep or whatever. And then I take life inventory and I make suggestions of like, here are the things that I want to optimize. Then I go to money or I go to wealth and I look at like all of my investments and my income and my expenses. And I'm like, okay, do I feel super clean with the way I am receiving and circulating money? Does that feel really good? Does that feel really exciting? Do I want to make any more investments? Do I want to take these investments and put it into another asset class or whatever it is? And I, and I go through that. And then I go through like, where do I need support? Like I just hired a uh, tax consultant. I'm like, okay, I want to figure this tax thing out, right? So, so that I go through like every single area of my life, right? My relationship with Eric. That one's a little bit different because Eric and I have this really cool process, which we're going to start teaching soon. It's called the coffee date. And it's seven different, seven different categories of our relationship. And we do it every single Sunday during coffee. Like we'll go to like a different coffee shop around like where we live. And there's so many around where we live. So it's fun to explore new places. And so we'll go through these like seven agenda items and um, like talk about that every single week. So when I do life inventory, that area of my life feels pretty clean because we do that every single week. But yeah, it's just like a really powerful exercise to do. Yeah. It's the check-in. Check-in. Check-in with each other. Check-in with yourself. I can't encourage people to do that enough. I I don't think we spend enough time with ourselves actually asking ourselves deeper questions. Is what I'm doing right now in alignment with my goals, values, and standards for my life and for my relationships? And am I honoring my boundaries in that process? Exactly. And so if you can take that deep dive into that, um, you're putting yourself on a really good path for success. What does it mean to raise your vibration? And how can somebody start to do that. Mm. So raising your vibration is all about raising your consciousness and vibration is different than emotion. This is a big thing that people mess up. Emotion is like the ups and downs and the that we go through it. Every single human goes through every single day. But our vibration is that internal state that keeps on evolving as we evolve, providing that you're on an evolution path, right? So the more that we heal our inner child and integrate our trauma and release our protectors and parts and wounds, the more our consciousness shifts and changes and becomes more clear with who we who we truly are. And so breathwork obviously is like my favorite way to do that of raising our vibration by using breathwork to clear out what is no longer serving us and truly breathe in who we actually are. Can people feel our energetic presence when we enter oh, into 100%, a room? 100%. 100%. Do, and some do, of us do we as individuals have power to change the room? Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, um, I meant I, I've I've worked with Tony Robbins since I was literally like twelve years old, and like one of the things that Uncle he talks Tony, about, Uncle Tony, that's yeah. it. One of the things that he says is be the barometer, not the thermometer. So like go into a room and like actually increase the energy of the room, temperature of the room. Don't go in and like be the thermometer, you know. So oh yeah, a hundred percent. And like I I I see it happen. I feel it happen so much, you know. 
with different people and it's like for better or worse, right? Someone can come in and the energy can totally collapse. Someone can come in and the energy can be out of this world. Like one of my friends, Chandler, is just like the happiest, brightest, most amazing. Like he'll walk into a room and it's just like, like so bright, right? But it doesn't always have to be so energetic. Like Eric walks into a room and he's just so like, he's got such a powerful presence and he's grounded and he's like bright eyed and he's loving. And so he adds like this like warmth and this ground where I'm, he's like a moon. I'm like a shooting star. So I'll go into a room like a little bit more, you know, I'll just like energetically be a little bit higher energy, but it's a different field. Um, so it's fun. Everyone has different gifts. They do. And I like that you said bright eyed. When you pay attention to people's eyes, you can truly see and experience what's going on with them. Oh, yeah. And it creates yeah. such an awareness of what's happening with them. And it allows you, like you do, to attune to them in a way that is going to be more beneficial for them in that mm -hmm. moment. Totally. Yeah. The eyes really are the, cool. what do they say? The eyes are the window to the soul. Window to the soul. With the growing popularity of the Pause Breathwork app, how do you see the future of breathwork evolving? And how does Pause Breathwork plan to stay at the forefront? Ooh. Oh, snap. Okay, let me see. I feel – so going back to our, our original – like going back to earlier in the conversation, when I got that download, mm -hmm. I started Pause. Like it was such divine timing. You know, like I hit it in 2017 before it kind of popped. So we've kind of always been at the forefront of the industry, which is epic and so amazing. But I also know that – we're only going to stay at the front of the industry if we keep doing it in the way that we're doing it. Like our company is so fucking loving and we're so we're world-class. Like, and I, I feel so confident saying that because I know people will agree with me. Like we are world-class. Our training is unlike anything on the market when it comes to the level of content and the support and the transformations that our clients get and the success of our clients, you know, like the people that we train, they go off and they have six figure breathwork businesses. Like that's crazy. You know, it's amazing. They're doing the coolest things. They're teaching breathwork at Google and Facebook and all these massive companies. Nice. And it's just so rad. And so, yeah, I think the answer is like, keep doing it, keep doing what we're doing, but more importantly, keep doing it how we're doing it. I love that. Yeah. What are some of the other products and services that you have available? So we have our app. We have a 21-day embodiment facilitator journey, which is 21 days of breathwork, integrative exercises, and live calls. So that's kind of like there. That's how, where people kind of get their feet wet. After that, we have our level one breathwork facilitator program. After that, we have our level two breathwork facilitator program. Then we have our somatic coaching certification. And then the last thing uh, is our my mastermind, which is called the Life Mastermind. So it teaches people how to build – aligned. So life stands for lucrative, impactful, fun, and easy. And that's like my vibe for business is how can we create businesses that are lucrative, super impactful, really fun and easy. And so that is our high-end mastermind. So most people will go through our trainings and then that will be like the final thing they do. I can tell you, you have definitely made this podcast fun and easy. <laughs> Thank so you. I want to thank you for your time and for showing up here today and giving us all your knowledge and experience. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me.